Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go, here we go, here we go, here we go. This is it. This is Top Flight Time Machine. My name is Andy Dawson. My name is Sam Delaney. Oh, yeah. And it's Monday morning as we record this after a weekend of, oh, scintillating Premier League action. Or was it? It was all right. As, as, as weekends go, it was all right. You know, Sunday was a bit of a damn squib. Sunday was a poor, I mean, I, I don't know why. That's just one of those ones where they have to get those teams out of the way, right? Uh, yeah, you know what? It was because of the golf as well. I think they wanted everybody to watch the golf. They knew everyone was going to be... Oh, so Sky showed a Ryder Cup, do they? Sky had the Ryder Cup, so they just put Cardiff versus Burnley on as a kind of spoiler. Anyone what about who didn't those watch, of us who aren't interested in watching the Ryder Cup, though? You have to watch the Ryder Cup. It's fucking... I couldn't make... I mean, I haven't watched it. I couldn't make head nor tail of what the whole thing's about. I mean, I can't make head nor tail of golf when it's just one bloke against another. But when there's fucking teams, it makes no sense. And the whole kind of Europe versus America thing's preposterous. I mean, that doesn't exist in any other form of competition, Europe versus America. Right? Suddenly we're supposed to pally up with the Spanish. It makes no... Oh, hang on. No, I'm not... No, I'm just saying it's weird. It's like, people are all natural about it. Like, oh yeah, we're all really into Europe. What's ironic about that is that the golf clubs, the golf people, the people yeah. who play golf and go to yeah. golf clubs, you fuck it, I can tell you the majority of them are all vehement fucking Brexiteers. <laughs> yeah. Right? Yeah. And they hate Europe and they sit around at the at their bars yeah. with their gin and tonics, slagging off the EU and all yep. sorts of other things. And then they're all about Europe once a year when we take on the Yanks. Well, they've been through teeth this weekend, I reckon. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, you're right. Oh, it was great though. He should have he should have watched it. He should have got into it. It was fucking great. I'll tell you why it's brilliant. Right. Two reasons. It's a different format to usual golf, and it's a team thing. So you mm. see these players are usually competing against each other. For once, they're a team and they're united and they're hugging each other when they win and all this sh- sort mm. of shit. Secondly, they're having fun, and that's really really crucial. They're having fun. There's no prize money involved. They're doing it just for shits and giggles. Right, right, and it, it the overall vibe is of fun. And I was thinking about this compared to football, and there is no fucking fun whatsoever in football anymore. No, true. It's all so serious, especially and since I stopped drinking. And it's yeah, exactly. I mean, it was all a bit, it was fun when we were on the piss, but now yeah. it's like pfft. I don't get to go on the piss anymore. I've got to take a ten-year-old with me. You can't go on the piss with you a ten-year-old. Can't, no, they don't let just, you. It's unseemly. So it, it it was fun. But I did see there was a match on yesterday, um, which should have been on Sky, but wasn't. And it was on at Barnet. Oh, and yeah. it was the Premier League versus Africa for some kind of charity thing. Excellent. So that's almost like the Ryder Cup of football. So the who Premier was playing for the Premier League team then? I've got the teams here. Um, Arsene Wenger was the manager. Great. And you had names like um, Jens Lehmann 
William Gallus, Phil Barb, Pascal Chimbonda, Steve McManaman, Robert Perez, uh, Louis Saha. That's a good side, uh, mate. Carnu. Carnu was on the bench. He probably turned up in a hired car. <laughs> oh, poor old Carnu. <laughs> a hired car that was too small he, for him. Carnu was four hours early for kickoff because he just had. He said, yeah, I've done a bit of driving. I thought I might as well get along early and sort myself out. <laughs> the thing was, he's trying, to do a, he's trying to do a ride where he starts at Highbury and he gets to Barnet. But he hasn't been to Highbury for like 15 years. He couldn't find it. He didn't know where to start from. <laughs> and you know he doesn't have sat-nav either. He's just got, got a battle got a fucking map. A to Z that he keeps having to stop, pull over. Oh, People oh, are piling yeah. up behind him, beeping him. He's got one of them fold-out maps. Poor bastard. And on the Africa team, uh, there was a, another Carnu. Was it Christian Carnu? And there was a, uh, another Carnu playing up front. Fucking hell. Yakubu, Odin Vengi, Jemba Jemba, Sen, Lua Lua, Danny Shitu. And um, did I tell you the final score? No. 9 4 of the Premier League. Really? 9 4. I, I, I don't know why, but I had a hunch the African. When you said those players, I thought those players are all fit lads. Um, yeah. and, and I think they're like, I don't know, I think a lot of the your Steve McManamans of this world have let themselves go a bit physically. But I yeah. reckon Carnu still keeps himself in tip-top shape. Nothing I don't know why, just instinct. But that's, that scoreline to me, 9-4, that suggests fun, doesn't so it? Fucking, they should have put that on. I would have it, definitely watched that. I had no idea it was happening. Wenger is manager. Yeah. That is, exactly, that's fun. Yeah, it suggests that no shits were given. They were having a laugh. And it finished nine four, and it should One have been the, on the telly. There was about oh, we're going back maybe more than ten years ago, maybe like more like fifteen. There was something on Sky, and it was like a six aside tournament, and yeah. it was a mixture of ex pros and celebrities, and Ooh. they'd changed. It was indoors, and every Premier League club entered a team, yeah. right? Um, but the it was a mixture of people who supported that team, yeah, and uh, you know ex pros. And it was just supposed to be fun, and it was very American. There was cheerleaders, uh, and there was even different rules. Like there was a, a a a particular goal inside the goal. There was like some sort of tube, and if you managed to get it inside the tube, the ball got sucked up into it, and it blasted it. I mean, like, this sounds like a dream, but it was true. <laughs> it does and, very much so. And you got an extra goal, like you got a triple goal yeah. or something. Yeah, it was so it was so exciting. I started watching. I mean, this is fucking nonsense. This is this ain't proper football. This is stupid. It's all about the Americanization of our lovely working man's sport. <laughs> but about two hours later, West Ham are like in the final, right? And I am going ape shit in front of the telly. I mean, I am. I, I, it was probably one of the most emotional and passionate sporting experiences of my life, right? It's fucking amazing. Now, there was one bloke. I remember McAvenny yeah. was, was playing for West Ham. Obviously. And he scored quite a few goals. Ah, oh, it's just a wee bit of Charlie. And also on the team was this actor. You'll know his face, um, but you might... I don't... I can't remember his name. Here you go. Okay. His name's Jeff Bell. He's got a really scary, right. violent face, right? Yeah. Um, and he's in a lot of those sort of Nick Love, Danny Dyer type films. He's always playing a hard man because he really looks the part. Anyway, he was fucking amazing at football, right? Yeah. He was brilliant to the extent that he scored a winner and I was on my knees in front of my TV, right, screaming <laughs> and shouting, come on, you irons, and all the rest of it. Anyway, about a few days later, I bumped into him uh, in the West End 
in a mm. in a bar. And I couldn't help myself. I went over to him. I went, mate, what about that game the other night? And he's like, oh, did you watch it? I said, did I watch it? Fuck me. It was one of the most exciting games I've ever seen. He was loving it. And I said, you're bloody brilliant. You could have been a pro and all that. I said, I didn't know you're a West Ham fan. I'm a big West Ham fan. Turns out he's Millwall. Oof. But Millwall didn't have a team entered. He was invited along and he just agreed to play for West Ham. Shit. Which, I mean, is that's for him to take up with his Millwall mates. But for me personally, I didn't give a shit. I'm like, mate, you won. You, 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 you the played shirt. the blinder. I don't care. Yeah. yeah. But you know what? They should. That, that's the sort of thing that should come back. In the early 80s, you might not remember this because you're slightly younger than me. They used to have um, a, a soccer sixes tournament and it used to be on sports night. And it was over yeah. two nights, I think. I do remember that. And it was it that. used to it used to be the Division One the, teams. Yeah, it was the real it was, players. It was their players. It wasn't like yeah. past masters because or any of that did, stuff. It was, it was before they cared about yeah. um, injuries, injuries and like insurance and health and safety or that yeah. kind of thing. And there were sin bins, and it was fucking brilliant. Like ten minute matches. Oh god, it was so good. If they brought that back tomorrow, I just I'd been off the Premier League. I wouldn't watch the Premier League. I would just tune in for that. Yeah, Once well, it's, a just, it's a purer form of football. What it does is it gets rid of... I mean, I know you may be crossing to your tactics board shortly, and I don't want to we undermine do, yeah. that. But yeah. it doesn't have tactics. It's just no. sort of like score score as many goals as you can. Score more goals yeah. than the other team. Yeah, it was amazing. Bring that back now. Mm. This, this is it! Right, shall we move on to uh, the actual football that's been on at the weekend? You, uh, yeah, uh, are you going to tell us how the standings are in our prediction league? I am. It's been a tumultuous weekend for our predictions. Um, you, Sam, you mm. got a spectacular eight points from your five predictions at the weekend. Fucking hell, this is Including amazing. a correct result for the Arsenal game and a yeah. correct result for Huddersfield versus Spurs. Yeah. So and eight I re- points. I remembered that when I was watching the Spurs game. Because I remembered that I'd, you'd asked me to predict the scorers and then had thrown me under the bus by saying yeah. that you did not predict scorers. Yeah. So there was, a, although I got the scorers wrong, mm. um, there was something extra sweet for me in getting that prediction right because it had been a sour memory of how you had power played me on our podcast in front but of our listeners. I, I, I also I predicted two nil first and then you copied me. So oh, so off. the sourness returns there. So I got three points for that as well. So you got eight points over the weekend. I got five points. Too uh, bad you didn't see the West Ham victory over Manchester United coming. Hang on a minute. Hang okay. on a minute. Let's get to that in a minute. And um, fucking results bot got two points. Mm. So that the current standings are you're on 10. I'm on nine. Results bot's on two. So results bot is really results bot needs to take a long, hard look at itself in the mirror because it, it is might do that shit so it, far. It might do that, but all it'll do is just continue to predict 1-0 home wins in all the games. It is and incapable plus, of doing anything else. You know, it's like with cats with cucumbers. If you if you show a robot its own reflection in the mirror, it goes fucking ape shit and just starts like shooting, every, attacking people. Because it, it its head goes scared. round and round. Like a yeah, you're Mickey. never supposed to show a robot its own reflection. <laughs> <laughs> that's the thing about robots. That's the thing about robots. Yeah, that's a, that's a, a teaser for our new um, fifty-nine part podcast series coming up called "The Thing About Robots." <laughs> yeah. Which is very timely because, again, in the papers this weekend, there was a story about how robots are now... I think we're about to reach the singularity. 
Right. And after that, we'll be working for Result Spot. Really? Mm. Is it a crossover about to happen, is it? Result Spot's, Result Spot will take over Top Flight Time Machine. Fucking hell. And be presenting it every week with its shit banter. Yeah. All the lulls will be banner. gone because they just think, robots thinking fucking straight lines. Yeah. There'll be no stories about any, you know, there'll be no like, when I was at robot school, my friend <laughs> shut out of a robot tree. You won't get any of that. I no. got stuck on a robot fence. They they haven't had the rich, um, the rich and colourful lives that you and I have led. When I was in the robot factory, there was a temporary malfunction on the production line. It was quickly rectified and production resumed. <laughs> that is the end of my anecdote. Results, what? That is a shit anecdote. No one wants to hear that. We're being unsubscribed all over the place. <laughs> I now disagree. it is time for my special guest, chess computer, Deep Blue. Hello, Deep Blue. Hello, Results Bot. Fucking hell. If that's what you want, people, that's what you're going to fucking get. And don't yeah. come crying to us. That's the future. Mm. Um, yeah, go on, then we'll go back to the uh, West Ham Manchester United match that you attended. I assume you attended this one after oh, being burned very much so. by the Glamour Yeah. Glamour Did enjoy it? I didn't go to the Macclesfield game, not glamorous enough. Took my daughter to West Ham Manchester United. She was fucking. She, you know, every game she's been to for about the last two years has, has ended in kind of humiliation. Uh, <laughs> you know, like she keeps seeing us lose to teams like Bournemouth, and I think she was giving up hope to be honest. And then she turned up to this game, and she predicted we'd lose, but that's because she's just nervous. Yeah, I, I knew, I knew that we would win. You did, you did. And I'm not, you know, obviously I'm biased. But I'm very pessimistic about West Ham. But I could just see, you just know when your team are on form. I knew that the results that we'd been getting over the last couple of weeks were showing real solid improvement. They weren't fluky. And you just knew United. I thought after that business with Paul Pogba in the week as well, these players are at the stage now, just like the players that Chelsea got into Mm. in his last season there. They will not perform for Mourinho. They won't perform for him. They'll do. They'll they'll be professional. They won't like roll over and get done six nil and not yeah. even try. But they're not going to give their absolute hundred percent. And and maybe it's on purpose or maybe it's subconscious. But whichever it is, they're not playing for him. That's and why the, United have to get rid of him. And the beauty of it is, he doesn't give a fuck. He doesn't care. He doesn't care whether they perform for him or not. He wants the sack. He does want the sack. But that said, every other club he's ever been at. He's either won the league or the Champions League or both. And yeah. so this will be a real blot on his CV. Because, I don't think he's bothered anymore. I don't, I, yeah, I, I suppose I his legacy is intact. He's better off getting yeah. out of there and then managing Portugal for a few years. Yeah, exactly. I don't think he likes football anymore. Mm. I'm not sure he likes life. But um, I feel bad for him because I'm one of those you? people. I've never been that. I, I've always quite liked Mourinho. I think he's funny. I think all that shit he says is just because he's a laugh and he's funny and he's just dicking yeah. people around. And everyone hates him, but I just sort of think the game is full of bland arseholes that often get really admired for being bland arseholes. Football is yeah. like that. You know, well, you don't want to name names, but there are managers and players who people go, as a great football man. And it basically mm. means they are like golf club wankers. Do you know what I mean? You're basically uh, and, thinking of someone you might walk into a talk sport who you do, whose name you don't want to mention. Mm, no, I don't think. I, don't, I can't even think of who <laughs> I mean. But all I'm saying is, is that the people who earn respect are very often the ones who keep their noses clean and don't say much of interest. And, 
you know, Jose Mourinho just came in and was just like, has been acting the dick from day one when he turned yeah. up and called himself a special one. And that's funny. It's mm. funny, you know, and it's and it's uh, and it's worked as well to a large extent. But I sort of think he's the sort of bloke you could. Have, I'd be mates with Jose Mourinho. You could. Be I wouldn't be to... mates. I wouldn't be mates with Eddie Howe. No, but I'd be mates that. with Jose Mourinho. No, you couldn't trust how. <laughs> you couldn't trust how far you could throw him. But you know, we've been watching old footage to do the, the old episodes of Top Flight Time Machine, and looking back at Mourinho in two thousand and four when he first came into Chelsea, he was a different fella. He's a completely different fella to the one you see now. He looks like now he has to wear a mouth guard at night because he grinds his teeth when he sleeps. And he didn't right. look like that in 2004. There was a glint in his eye. Yeah. He was he was funny. He was funnier than he is now. But I he just had think his future. He's, he's, he's he had a bright up. future ahead of him. Yeah. He was relaxed. He's, he's he had, every, he had nothing to prove. He turned up from Porto. Yeah. And, no, yeah, Porto. And they'd won the fucking Champions League. Yeah. Had they? Yeah, they Yeah, had, they just they? won it, yeah. That's massive. That's that would huge. Not I mean, now, would it? if you were him, you'd be thinking it doesn't really matter what happens between now and the end of my career because I will always be remembered yeah. for winning the Champions League with Porto. There will always be a top job for me in Portugal. It is basically the Brian Clough of Portugal. It's like there's Brian a, Clough winning the European Cup with Forest. Same same thing. There's a lot to be said for going into any situation in life and not giving a fuck about what the outcome is. It's almost the most important way to be if it's you can sustain it. Yeah, yeah, it's the best way to live. Then you can't fail. So, yeah, so you won You won 3-1. Uh, Tree Man has turned it around, as we, we knew he would, mm. because he has all the wisdom within his knots and within his bark and within yeah. his, 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 his twigs. Literally thousands and thousands of years yeah. uh, that he has just been there, In rooted into the earth's uh, soil. Yeah, um, absorbing knowledge. Yeah, watching, absorbing. Yeah. Um, absorbing... Uh, carbon dioxide <laughs> via osmosis through his cells and then expending the oxygen that we humans <laughs> need to live and he gives us life I'm sorry you can't turn on a fella who's doing that he's literally giving us the essence of life he is he is and so and for that reason I think that his 4-1-4-1 formation was always going to work if you gave it time and he just needed time to realise that Declan Rice was the man to play in that yeah. shielding role in front of the back four. Exactly. It just wasn't like Jack Wilshere. A tree Jack doesn't Wilshere grow. Is, since Jack Wilshere went out of the team, West Ham have started performing. Oh, there you go. Mm, so. That speaks volumes. A team doesn't flourish overnight in the same way that a tree doesn't grow overnight. It takes time and it takes, as you said, osmosis. So He was a... He was a uh, you know, you could go back to the time when Pellegrini was like um, a seedling mm. or, or a sapling. I'm not sure what the correct term is. Imagine him as a sapling. Mm. He wouldn't have been a. He wouldn't have been capable of managing in the top flight. No, back then. of course not. No. But he knew you have to buy your time. You have to wait for hundreds, thousands of years to pass. Yeah. And for all of those, for the bark to become worn and weather battered. Yeah. And to you know start providing oxygen at a sufficient level to sustain a Premier League career. Perhaps some young lovers would come along and carve their initials into his into his hip. Yeah. And uh, you can in see a heart it. with an arrow. If you ever see it. him any pap shots of him on holiday, you yeah. can see You can see the initials carved into him. Gary for Stephanie. Yeah. Carved into Forever. above his right hip bone. He doesn't care. He likes it. <laughs> the kid loves it. Any kind of contact, you know what I mean? 
<laughs> anyway, West Ham are great. Uh, good. 3-1. Uh, everyone talks about United being shit. West Ham were really good. And um, we're on a run of form now. We've got Brighton on Friday night. We'll probably lose that, I imagine. Wait, is that at Brighton? Yeah. Yeah, you'll lose that one. Last year, they beat us 3-0 at our place and 3-1 at their place. So we're their about lucky Brighton. team. There's something about Brighton on a Friday night that, that excites me. I know. I, I want to get a ticket. <laughs> I went last year. I went last year uh, or oh, earlier looked. this year when we played them. That was on a Saturday afternoon. It was great. But a Friday night in Brighton sounds yeah. fucking smashing. And I'm des- I'm going to try, actually. As soon as I come off, I'm going to start putting the feelers out. Oh, yeah. oh! you don't go through the conventional routes, do you? Not no, you it's feelers? totally sold out. Brighton away, for, yeah. for any club, always sells out. So people love going there. It's a really attractive away fixture. And they don't give a lot of tickets. So unless you've got loads of priority points, which I don't have anymore... Right. You can forget getting it, so I'm going to have to put the old feelers out, Andy, aren't I? Nice one. I'm off to Doncaster in three weeks. Donny? Yeah, I'm down, down The good Donny. thing about Donny is every train in the whole of the UK has to go through Donny at it's some the point. Law. Every it's train the law. in the north, yeah. Even if I got a train like from where I am now in West London to Brighton. over to a different part of West London, <laughs> it would have to go via Donny, yeah. just the way it goes. I had, a, I had my stag do in Doncaster in 2009. Why? Well, why not? No, Doncaster races was part of the weekend. Oh, okay. The weekend like? included included Friday night in Manchester, uh, seeing Kraftwerk at the Velodrome. Fucking hell, you did and a whole then, tour of the north. And then we did Doncaster races on a Saturday afternoon, and then night out in Leeds on Saturday night. Fucking hell, mate! It was fucking. It was the fucking best. It was better than the marriage. <laughs> um, but but um, yeah, Doncaster. There's a pub next to the the train station. Mm. And when we were in, it was manned by the tallest man we'd ever seen and a midget. That's like a double wonderful. act. That is it lovely to see. Great. That's worth the journey alone, even if your team aren't playing. And better still, me mate Sean locked himself in the toilet by mistake and couldn't get out. Excellent. So these two came to the rescue. Of course, one of them saw tall he could look over the top of the cubicle, see what was going on. Mm. And the midget, he could crawl underneath and get in and bring assistance and free... Free me, mate, Sean. That's probably why they came up with the idea in the first place. Was. I yeah. don't know who came first, the giant or the dwarf. But I think they came together. One of them came in and thought, I'm missing something here. I need someone who's the exact opposite of me physically. Yeah. That's the only way we can efficiently run this pub. I think one of them came from the west and one of them came from the east and they were just they were just overcome by some kind of calling. They didn't know what it was or what it meant but they felt as though they had to slowly make their way towards Doncaster train station. I hope they're still there when you go there for this game. I'll have to go and have a look, yeah. I don't know if, I don't know if people who are unusually tall or short die early. No, the they little ones do, They have the same lifespan as the rest of us, do they? I think the little ones do. I don't know about the tall ones. Right. Um, I don't think we're allowed to see midgets anymore either. I think it's little people. I didn't people. say midget. I did. I said dwarf. No, I, said, I don't know if you can see a dwarf either. I think it's got to be little people or small people. Well, hang on, that sounds much more patronising. Doesn't it? Dwarf at least sounds scientific. <laughs> anyway, yeah, I'm going to Doncaster in three weeks, so I'll report back from that when that happens. Jalapeño. Why don't more infant formula companies use organic, grass-fed whole milk instead of skim? Why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science? Why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials? Why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk? 
Why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing? We wondered the same thing. So we made Byheart a better formula for formula. Learn more at byheart.com. Jalapeño. The pub near my mum's house, Cross Keys, my brothers used to drink and they were much older than me and occasionally I'd get to go along with them and they'd buy me a Coke and then when I got to about 16, occasionally they'd stink me the odd half, which was nice to them. And it's yeah. a nice locals pub and the bloke who like ran the bar was called John and so he knew me by sight and turned a like, bit of a blind eye to me being in there with my brothers. And one night when I was about 17, I managed to wangle it so some girls who we knew from school would come over i think i'd sort of given it the old oh why don't you come out with us on friday night and they're going why Why? what are you doing and just thinking they're never going to agree either way so i might as well bullshit went probably just go down the pub play a couple of games and darts have a few jars (laughs) like that and they went oh okay well we'll call you and i thought they're never going to call they fucking called they said are you still going to that pub and I was with like three of my mates and I went, huh? yeah, yeah, of course we are. That's what we're doing right now. We're just about to leave. And they said, okay, well, tell us where it is and we'll meet you nearby and come with you. So I thought, fuck. So anyway, I thought I'm going to have to fucking gamble here. Yeah. So I met them near the pub and then we walked down there and it's a weird old man pub, not the sort of place you would be taking girls on a date, but it was the only option. because I thought at least here they know me. Mm. So I walk in, it's quite crowded. A few people look round. Me, couple of mates, and these, I think we had four girls with us. And the barman looks at me, and it was like something from a film. It felt like time stood still for me while I waited to see what was going to happen. <laughs> and I played it quite cool because I sort of nodded my head and went to the barman, all right, John? And he went, you could see him hesitate for a moment where he clocked the girls, clocked me, saw what was going on, <laughs> thought about his options, and he just went, all right, Sam, usual. And I thought, you fucking beauty. <laughs> fucking beauty he's the fucking best bloke in the world right he came through even for now you. if i could track him down but anyway so i go yes please and he pulls me and he gets me a pint of lager <laughs> take take the orders from the others we get around the drinks in and he just leans in he goes go he goes do me a favor go and sit in that quiet table in the corner right so i thought i get you mate we'll stay yeah. out of we'll stay out line of vision out of sight so yeah. we go there and we, we yeah we get a few more drinks it's fucking going great i can't believe it i'm i think i'm the dog's bollocks right i'm a local in this fucking shit pub <laughs> which i think is gonna ultimately result in me having sex with one of these girls of course, <laughs> of course. Oh, spoiler alert it didn't right but <laughs> really <laughs> but it's going all right and then I'm a bit pissed, probably off my second pint. Yeah. And I'm getting really, Busters. like, a little bit cocky, right, <laughs> and enjoying myself. And it's getting towards the end of the night, and they've called last orders. And he comes over, right, and he's got a <laughs> plate of rolls. He goes, oh, Sam, um, we got these rolls. We always give them away at the end of the night if they're left unsold, because if not, they just get binned. Do you want them? So <laughs> because I was 17 and because he'd been so kind to me, Rather than just say, which is what a normal thing says, it's fine, I'm not hungry. I thought, I'd better say, yeah, or it'll look really rude. And he's like, and I went, yeah, yeah, all right, yeah, we'd love them. So he gives these rolls. And you may like, in those days, it wasn't like now where there's a gastro pub. They were like disgusting, wrapped really tightly in cling film. Yeah. And I remember that one of the flavours was chilli egg. So it's egg oh, mayonnaise with chilli in it, right? And I thought, oh, and this I thought, well, 
if there was any sex on the cards, it's fucking out the window now if I'm going to eat a chilli egg roll <laughs> out of this horrible cling film in front of these girls. So he's left this plate of about four rolls on the table. And I went, oh, thanks a lot. It's really kind of you. And then I've gone, what the fuck are we going to do with these? And obviously everyone's gone, I don't want to fucking eat them. And I go, yeah, but it's going to look so rude if we don't. Right? <laughs> so my mate Josh has gone, leave this to me. And he's put the fucking rolls in his coat pocket and yeah. gone to the toilet, right? And I'm going, what are you doing, Josh? You're mad, what are you doing? He's fucking put three of the rolls down the bog and try to flush them. They don't flush and the toilet starts flooding. So he's got a Did he not break roll. them up first? No, because he's a oh, dickhead. Jesus. He's got a fourth roll, right? Idiot. And he stood up and you know like the little high window in a toilet that pulls yeah. out. He stood up at that and lobbed it out into the outside, right? Yeah. But it's gone straight into the alleyway where they keep the kegs. And this bloke, John, who's just given us the rolls, is out there <laughs> taking the rolls off, and he gets hit on the back of the head with a fucking chilli egg roll. And he's gone, oh, hey, what's that? Yeah. He comes running out of the box and goes, run, peg it. And we do. We all get and goes, I'm throwing a roll, hit that bloke on the head. <laughs> I don't know what we think the bloke's going to do. We think he's going to come and beat us up or something. But like, we're just all going, fuck, quick run. So we've all jumped up and ran out of this pub, encouraging the girls to run with us. Yeah. They're running down the street. And so the evening had begun with me looking like Mr. Smooth, walking into a pub, getting asked for my fucking usual and all the rest of it. Yeah, it's great. It ends with us fucking getting the same girls to run out of the pub because we've lobbed a chili egg roll at the fucking landlord and, and we think bugs. he's going to get cross with us. And, you've and they're having to run well. down the street. You what? And you've blocked his bogs as I well. I know, the bogs blocked. But then my brothers came and we go, Sam, we're in the cross keys. John's not happy with you. He was wondering where you were. And I said, what? what are you talking about? I played dumb. And they said, it was something about you coming in with a load of mates and then blocking up the bogs with a load of rolls and chucking another one at his head and then running <laughs> off. <laughs> I was like, I can explain. But of course, even now, years later, I'm telling you a story and there is no explanation. There's no explanation. Is there? there's, there's, there's no, no alternative There's nothing theory. that makes it justifiable. No, the whole thing no. was just awful. And the girls just went home. They literally said, so well, what are we going to do? We could all go back to mine. My mum won't mind. They said, nah. I think just push off, thanks. Yeah. It's been fun. <laughs> it's been interesting. And no sex was had whatsoever no, no sex. on that night. Oh, well. This is it. Shall we have a, uh, a deep dive into the, uh, into the stat zone at this point, Sam? I've got my snorkel on. Let's do it. Here we go. Stat zone. Ah, here we are. In the stat zone. Anything you've got over the weekend? Interestingly, um, Chelsea drew with Liverpool. They did. Can we just have a moment's, a moment's sex noise for uh, Daniel Sturridge's goal? Yeah. Oh. Fucking oh. hell. Oh, yeah, beauty. Oh, oh no, you you're go. making me feel uncomfortable. Um, yeah, uh, Daniel Sturridge. What a man. I mean, you know. His career seemed over, and mm. now he's their super sub, isn't he? Yeah. He coming on and doing that, a man whose attitude has always been questioned for probably unjustified reasons, and by unjustified yeah. reasons I mean racism, because yeah. he's the sort of person who's subjected to the same sort of iffy character assassination as, for instance, Raheem Sterling. Raheem Sterling, yeah. Or various other black players in the past whose question whose attitudes are questioned for no discernible reason Laurie like they, Cunningham they have a bad game like Harry Key, Harry Kane has a bad game people go 
I think he's tired. He did try hard in the World <laughs> Cup. He's yeah. probably tired. Give him a rest, right? Because he hasn't scored for a few games. If that's Daniel Sturridge, you go, well, it's attitude problem, isn't it? He's walking around. He's probably more interested in buying Ferraris for his mum than he is playing football. Yeah, I know he's got a new Rolex. Yeah. Can't <laughs> concentrate disgusting. on football when he's got a new Rolex. Yeah. What's he got that nice watch for? So... Uh, so I'm I'm really happy for him because I've always rated him as a player. Yeah. And, and talk about, I mean, that's the definition of good attitude. He got farmed out to West Brom um, and he's come back and, you know, still a, he's coming off the bench and scoring wonder goals like that. So anyway, in terms of stats, that was one all. That followed Chelsea winning 2-1 in the week. Yeah. And so I found it interesting that that's a total in one week of uh, five goals. Um, in two games. So I noticed that Liverpool-Chelsea are averaging two and a half goals per game when they play each other at football. Really? Is that two and a half goals each or is that in total? Total. That's something we can we can park that and revive right. that when they play each other again later in the season and see if yep. that extrapolates out yep. into a trend. That's RGA, real goal average. Real goal average, which is not, an index I've goals. started, and I, I've it's like an online spreadsheet that I'm going to make available to our listeners. I'll tweet not, out the link. Not, so not it's the called Delaney's. It's, you're not in on this. I've done it as a separate business venture. Oh. I'm trying to get sponsorship from Carlin. Oh. It's oh. Uh, Delaney's real goal average. Oh really? Oh well, good luck with that. Hmm. I've, I've got nothing further to add to that. Then you got any other I, stats? I did notice the the expected goal stats of Everton versus Fulham, which finished three 0 to Everton. Uh, the XG stats were 2.40 for Everton, mm. which is more than two, which is the same as three. Yeah. And Fulham, they got 0.8 on the XG, which is less than one, which is the same as zero. Okay. So there is the... Um, I think you can see there how that has, has worked out sort of... See if we want to get out of our deep dive out of the stat zone. How do you do that? I've got one more first oh, before okay. we do. I've been looking at the points I'm totals. I'm running out of oxygen, so... I'll make it quick. I've been looking at the points totals on the league table in the Premier League. All mm. the teams in the top half of the league, mm. they've all got more points than the teams in the bottom half. Mm. Interesting the that way the season is panning out. There are absolutely no outliers mm. in any of those stats. It's all very rigid. Yeah. Uh, top off more points on the bottom I didn't go all the way down to the bottom of the league to confirm because there's a lot of teams there might be one or two near the bottom that's got more points than say ninth mm. or 10th but I didn't I, I assumed that it, it pans out that way so that's well, something to look at that's some solid research on. you've done there mate yeah, thank and you. I appreciate that because like you say there's not enough fun in football these days but you know analysing the figures after the actual action yeah in some ways, does lighten the whole. I think we brought some fun. I, I tell you what, um, BT Sport on Saturday morning had Robbie Savage mm. and Ollie Murs on their right. show. So yeah. if you think there's no fun in football anymore, yeah, there's the antidote. If you don't fucking, if you don't find that fun, then what do yeah. you find fun? You what dickheads? the fuck's wrong with you? If you can't watch Robbie Savage and Ollie Murs on a Saturday oh, morning before the you banter. go to the match, the banter, oh. I can barely. Be, I'm not sure I'd be able to fucking handle it. Imagine sticking results spot in with those three. Then you've got a fucking TV show. <laughs> Hello and welcome to BT Sports Banter Zone. I am Results Spot. <laughs> On my left is the ex-footballer Robbie Savage. Whee! 
on my right is the singing fool Oliver Mars. Oi, 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 oi! Oi, oi! a dub dub. Would you God. say Oli Mars is in your top three favourite ever reggae artists? Um, uh, yeah, you've got Bob Marley, you've got um, uh, Pliers from Shakademus and Pliers, mm. and then you've and got Oli Mers, really, haven't you? But Oli Mers feels more authentic than the other two in some yeah. ways. In terms yeah, it was of, that I mean, bl- if you, I don't know if you've been to Jamaica. If you go to Jamaica and you and you actually hear the real music out on the streets in Kingston, yeah. it's much more like an Oli Mers kind of vibe than Bob Marley, who I felt was quite commercial. Yeah, I, yeah, I think he was. He t- tailored himself for the white audience in Britain, didn't he? Have you seen that film, Mers? It was released. It was by Asif Kapoldia, I think, the guy who made Senna. <laughs> and it's no. like a feature-length documentary about Oli Mers. Uh, yeah, about Oli Mers. And in I think I think it's I think it won an Academy Award, but it's really great. It really gets underneath what made Mers Mers. Yeah, about what he's really all about. Yeah, I think you know. I mean, he's he's taken on the mantle of Sid Owen. In the yeah. reggae sort of rankings, yeah. Sid well, Owen, Owen was a big influence on him. Yeah, that's, you that's can tell, covered can't in the you? documentary. Mm. You can tell, but he pays he 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 pays tribute really to Owen. If anything, he doesn't sort of steal from him. He yeah. takes what Owen did and he he takes it to a new level. He wanted to do this thing, you know, like someone made a hologram once of Tupac Shakur, so he could perform a duet with someone. Yeah, you no, know, like sometimes it bring people. Up. Apparently, Ollie Mers wants to do that with Sid Owen. But then some people are saying Sid Owen's not dead. But Mers has said, well, he's already invested in the technology to create a hologram Sid Owen. So dead or no. not, he, that's how he's performing. Sid Which Owen's is gutting dead. for Owen. If Owen is alive, it'll probably be gutting for him because no, he's no, missing no. out on the dough. No. Owen, Owen's dead. It was that 18-month period in the late 90s, I think it was. Tupac died. Mm. Uh, Biggie Smalls died. And then Sid and Owen. Sid Owen the died. Three, yeah, oh, in fact, Nick, Nick Broomfield made a documentary about that. It was called... <laughs> Biggie, Tupac and Sid. Yeah. In 1997, Sid Owen, the former EastEnders actor, died tragically outside a casino in Las Vegas. Nobody knows what happened, but his relationship with the rappers Biggie Smalls and Tupac Shakur and their intense rivalry that evolved over the years seems to be behind this story. (laughs) I I went to Albert Square to start asking the questions that might lead us to truth. Carrying my microphone on a stick, like I always do. <laughs> Any other business? Any other business you want to add? I've got that Dean hasn't been round yet with his new reach and wash window cleaning system. You haven't seen him? Well, seen him. they said he was non-traditional. Maybe that means he doesn't fucking doesn't turn come. up very often. Yeah. <laughs> it might be. But yeah. he still comes and knocks for the money once a fortnight. Fucking I've got... I've got three quick news without newses for you before we go. Oh, yeah, go on then. If you want them. Uh, we've got woman attempting spicy food challenge, ends up in hospital for four days, bleeding from her backside. <laughs> <laughs> it might have been a chili egg roll she had. Yeah, it's probably a chili egg roll. No, I'll give it a nine because although the story's kind of given away, I- I'd be interested because it's something that I in the future could imagine myself. Entering a spicy yeah, you food want some prior information on that. Uh, mm. We've got Lego wheelchair helps injured turtle to move. Yeah, nine, nine again, and finally a one for a results bot here. Robot brothel not welcome in Houston, says Mayor. <laughs> Definitely ten because I'm thinking I wouldn't mind going. Yeah. To a robot brothel, I, I maybe with no. results bot. If results bot ever gets married, we could go on a stag. 
If Resource Spot wins this thing at the three, end of the season, Resource Spot, yeah, Robbie Savage and Ollie Murs in a, a Doncaster robot brothel. Yeah, oh, it's going to be great. Uh, my only ever, uh, my only, the only thing I have to add is I did watch um, Karate Kid two last night with right. my son. It's the one where Karate Kid goes to Mr. Miyagi's village in Okinawa. Yeah. And the baddie is the biggest prick you have ever <laughs> fucking met in your life. I mean, honestly, in that era, there was a lot of prick baddies in, in yeah. films, wasn't there? Yeah. But the, basically, I don't know if you remember the story, but the Mr. Miyagi's former best mate, yeah. Sato, is now a, a very powerful... He's like, it's not really explained what he is, but he's a powerful, rich businessman who is also a karate expert. (laughs) (laughs) And he is a bit of a prick, although, spoiler alert, at the end, he kind of, you know, gets redemption and and changes his ways. But he's got this nephew called fucking Chozan or something. And he is is an absolute prick because all he does is just constantly bully Daniel-san from the moment he arrives. in Okinawa but for no reason he just bullies him beats him up steals his money and then in the end he like but there there is never any reason for why he's doing it he's just taken against him and in the end Danielson makes a prick out of him because there's a big fucking storm and there's a kid stuck up some sort of lamppost and the baddie shits himself about helping her because he just wants to run for cover so karate kid goes and helps her instead (laughs) <laughs> and so he makes the baddie one look like a right gutless prick. And, of course, yeah. they go on a lot about how in Japan everything is about honour, which is yeah. kind of borderline a bit, not racist, but, you know, there's a lot of stereotypes being um It's used. not the kind of thing we trade in on this po- podcast. No, 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 not, not stereotypes. And so, he, and so that's that. And at the end they have a big party, a bit like at the end of Return of the Jedi when they've killed Darth Vader. Oh, God, they, God. The rich karate businessman says, actually, I'm not bad anymore and I'm going to throw a big party. They're having a big party and suddenly his nephew turns up out of nowhere, grabs Daniel-san's new Jap- Japanese bit of skirt that he's been yeah. working on the whole time he's over there. And the baddie comes out of nowhere, grabs her while she's dancing and puts a fucking knife to her throat and goes, <laughs> I'm going to fucking kill her. And the whole party's like, what the fuck are you doing? In the he middle goes, of a party? Oh, yeah, in the middle of a party, and she's done fuck all. He goes, I'm going to kill her unless Karate Kid fights me now to the death. Fuck it out. <laughs> and Karate Kid goes, why? And to he doesn't death. really explain why. He goes, you, you dishonoured me. You made me look like a prick. And so now what I'm going to do to sort of get my reputation back intact, <laughs> rebuild my reputation amongst the villagers, <laughs> is slit the throat of your bird <laughs> in front fuck of them all hell. unless you fight me to the death. So... Uh, Karate Kid has no option but to fight him. Okay. I think we and, should um, ask the listeners to contribute best prick buddies from films. Listen, uh, we'll yeah, I mean, we can we can do other ones in future shows. And, and God knows, especially in that era, there's so many... What How I classify a prick buddy from a film is one where, a bit like Skeletor in He-Man, there is yeah. no discernible agenda other than just yeah. being a prick. They're yeah. not. They're, they're not in pursuit of anything. They're not trying to gain anything. It's not even what you could call a power play. It's just being a prick for the sake there's, of it. There's, there's lots of buddies. The main buddy usually has like a prick sidekick who's really annoying. Yeah. Do you know he, what I mean? Exactly. Exactly. And that's, prick. that's what this guy is and he yeah. is like the worst. And so if you can find, I encourage you all to watch Karate Kid 2 as soon well, as possible. Bald. It's not as good as yeah. Karate Kid 1 or as good as Karate Kid 3 but it's worth a watch. 
and tell me what you ha- what you think of Chosen, which I think is his name. And if you can find a bigger prick in movie history, I'm I'm, I'm all ears. Yeah, nominate your biggest prick buddies from films to us, and you can tweet them as well on TF Time Machine, which is where we're name at. that prick. Yeah, and that's about it, I reckon. We're yep. back later in the week with 2005, 2006, and yep. we find out about the time when Roy Keane was um, bullied by Professor Yaffle in a Portuguese villa. <laughs> <laughs> this is one then, of the greatest. Uh, I mean, you might think my chili egg roll is is a good story, but that is nothing in comparison to what you're going to get on Wednesday when you hear the inside story of Roy Keane falling out in Portugal with Yaffle. And then we've got uh, Friday will be the, the look ahead, the preview. And then next week, we're going to do Roy Keane's second autobiography, aren't we? It's a one-off special. Yeah, it's, the, it's one of the greatest books of all time. And we're going to do a deep dive into it. Oh, yeah. It's all to come on Top Flight Time Machine. Thanks for listening and bye-bye. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade.